Hi, my name's Julie Mackin and this is The 5-Minute Advocate. This is a piece uh, that I wrote for Pearls and Irritations last week that I've already spoken about in part on The 5-Minute Advocate, but it pulls together a number of things I've been talking about. It was called In Australia, Reality Bites Back. Australia's fast approaching a reckoning with its past, its present and the state of the nation's soul. And if the last month is any indication to go by, we will be found wanting. A hundred years ago, Sigmund Freud wrote a paper called Morning in Melancholia. In it, he mapped the divergent paths of life in a kind of death for his shell-shocked patients. For those able to confront the truth and pain of their loss and death, mourning was the very wild road they could travel back to life. However, for those caught in a denial and disavowal of their loss in the hope of avoiding the pain that comes with that, melancholia awaited them. Melancholia with its narcissism, its sadism and its thin superficial worldview. For those patients, reality and truth was the only way back to life and to love. Melancholia, with its deathly denial of reality, has held Australia in its grip for 25 years. But reality is coming for Australia, ready or not, and two revelations over the last few weeks point to its emergence. Beginning, of course, with the consequences of having elite fighters accused of war crimes. As the national and international media were processing the judgment against Ben Robert Smith, a judgment by Justice Anthony Pasanko that concluded Robert Smith was directly involved in the murder of four unarmed prisoners over three years, that he was a war criminal, a liar and a bully. Prime Minister Albanese was arguing the judgment would have no impact on how the world viewed Australia. Speaking in Singapore, uh, the Prime Minister said, Australia's international standing is extraordinarily strong, including the standing of our Defence Force and our Defence Personnel. Indeed, he pointed to the membership of the Quad and the AUKUS deal as evidence of that. This is complete nonsense. As Defence Force Chief Angus Campbell revealed a few days after that, the US may allow Australia to pay $400 billion for three submarines, but the revelations of war crimes contained in the Burton report and presumably in Justice Pazanko's finding could prevent the US-Australian military cooperation because of a law preventing the US from working with units linked to gross violations of human rights. Go Australia. The second foot to fall on the way back to reality was the announcement that Australia may become the first OECD country to be placed on the UN's non-compliance list, known as the Article 17 list, for Australia's failure to implement its obligations under the optional protocol to the Convention Against Torture and Other Cruel, Inhuman and Degrading Treatment or Punishment, OPCAT. And we've spoken about this before, how, yeah, we signed it in 2017, But we have done nothing to enable the visitation by the UN to places of detention five years later. We've done more than that, though. As was revealed by the Saturday paper a couple of weeks ago, Australia is actually trying to undermine the very protocol against torture by saying that unlike every other country in the world that signs it, we would only allow the UN to inspect what we're calling primary sites of detention, that is prisons. We will not let the UN visit secondary sites, what we're calling it, such as immigration detention centre, aged care facilities and disability homes. The spokeswoman for the UN has said, having signed up to OPCAD and agreed that this is what a place of deprivation of liberty would be, For Australia to then say they will, for the purpose of implementing it, divide it into primary and secondary, 
is shocking. This distinction is unnecessary and is contrary to the provisions of OPCAT. Look, this is not the first time Australia's fallen foul of the UN over questions around our use of torture. In 2015, the UN accused Australia of systematically violating the Convention Against Torture by detaining kids on Manus Island and by detaining asylum seekers in what they described as dangerous and violent conditions. The Prime Minister at the time, Tony Abbott, reacted angrily, not to those doing the abuse or torture, but to the UN, saying Australians were sick of being lectured to by the United Nations. Now, look, as a nation, we can tell ourselves whatever fairy stories we like. We can tell ourselves that this country was empty when we found it, that it was settled peacefully, that we're an egalitarian people who uphold and value human rights, but eventually we will be dragged kicking and screaming away from our denial and our delusions. We will be forced to confront the reality of our collective behaviour. What we need right now from the national leadership is not more gaslighting and pretending this is not happening, but rather some courage, some wit and some compassion to take the lead in our journey back to the lifefulness of reality and the consequences of our behaviour.